This ESPN podcast is brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com. On the latest episode of The Bill Barnwell Show, I talked to Chase Stewart from Football Perspective about draft trades and Kevin Weidel of Scouts, Inc. about the fates of falling first-round prospects. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes or using the ESPN app on your phone. The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Doctor? 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 You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. My name is Steve Cashel, radio host of the Chicago Bulls. In a few minutes, I'll be joined by my co-host, Dr. Brian Cole, head team physician for the Chicago Bulls and a team physician with the Chicago White Sox. He's also a sports medicine specialist, an orthopedic surgeon from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush and Rush University Medical Center. Net proceeds from our program, Sports Medicine Weekly, go to support orthopedic research at Rush through the LiveActiveNow.org fund. And Sports Medicine Weekly being brought to you by Athletico Physical Therapy, better for everybody. By Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, team physicians of the Bulls, White Sox, and DePaul University Athletics. By Karen Malkin Health Counseling, transform your health one bite at a time. By Integrated Orthopedics, accelerate your healing. By Midwest, the number one choice for advanced orthopedic solutions. By Donjoy Orthopedics, the best athletes in the world and their medical teams have been trusting Donjoy products for more than 30 years. By L-Source, biological solutions helping surgeons get their patients back in the game of life. And by ATI, physical therapy for the highest quality care in a friendly environment. We're back to get it going right after this on ESPN 1000. I'd been having knee pain for quite some time and did what probably a lot of people do. I just ignored it and hoped it would go away. After a month, I couldn't take the pain anymore. I went to my family orthopedic. He told me that I needed physical therapy. When I received my prescription for therapy, the first thing I did was search PT companies online. I came across ATI Physical Therapy. It's close to home, has some great reviews, and when I called, they verified my insurance and scheduled me right away. No wait, everything was so easy, and the staff was great. And the staff was great. They kept my doctor informed of my progress along the way. Honestly, I looked forward to going to my appointments. ATI made me feel like my recovery was their most important priority. I'd recommend them to anyone needing physical therapy. The experience was something I'll never forget. To learn more about what it's like to be a patient at ATI Physical Therapy, visit ATIPT.com and start your journey to get back to your best today. ATIPT. Bringing the way in cellular and tissue therapies, L-Source helps surgeons get their patients back in the game of life. Life-saving and life-enhancing allografts play a critical role in bone and soft tissue repair, helping to restore function and movement. To learn more about L-Source or allografts, please visit allosource.org. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. Welcome back on a Saturday morning, Sports Medicine Weekly. Reminder to reach out to us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at SMW Home. To access prior shows, interviews, and valuable resources on sports injury and fitness, please visit our blog at smwhome.net or sportsmedicineweekly.com. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole. Dr. Cole, do you see a lot of uh, golf injuries at Midwest Orthopedics at Rush? We do. We have a very large following. We've actually been supporters of a lot of the organizations here in the Midwest, and 
um, you know, when you think about it, that's the age group that we target, and these are active adults, and there's things that range from the, sh- the, the back to the shoulders, elbow, tendonitis, lots of hip problems, uh, and knee issues. So, you know, we've we've had our professional golfers on the show that we've taken care of, as you know. And, sure. Um, it's yeah, it's it's and now that uh, the golf is getting in season, we're starting to see a, a big inflow of golfers because it's startup. You know, startup injury is not uncommon. Golf is a sport, and the golf thing is is a, is a vicious thing. I mean, uh, you know, people laugh. There, somebody invited me to play fifty four holes with them, and I said I can't play more than thirty six. And thirty six, yeah. I'm sore as can be, especially what early bother, in the season. What bothers you after your back? No, uh, I, I just get I get stiff, you yeah, know. Especially yeah. now, if it's a hundred degrees, I could play all day, right? And I love to play in the yeah, heat. My body yeah. feels so good. But boy, if if it's play, if it's sixty degrees outside, right. a little bit of wind, eighteen holes, I'm sore. I'm sore that I mean I have to take a good hot shower, yeah. and that feels so good. But the next day, or sitting in a car, then you know I'll I'll get out of the car and I'm just I'm just my whole body stiff. Yeah. Well, and my, I, I can imagine my mechanics are so awful that I'm. Ten times more sore than you at ten percent of the holes. That, <laughs> and that, people that you laugh play. at that, but you know, yeah. and I love golf, yeah. but I can't. I mean, thirty-six holes. I don't know if I could really do it as yeah. much as I love golf, just sure. with my body. And I feel like I'm in decent shape. Sure. I lift weights and do some cardio, but when you're playing golf and then my hands hurt, you know, your fingers yeah. are like sausages, you know, as I yep. say. So yeah. it's interesting. But let's bring on our next guest. He's Joe Estes. Joe does a wonderful job. He's a physical therapist and certified golf fitness instructor from uh, Oak Brook and Athletico talking about preventing golf injuries. And they've got an uh, interesting device and technology called the K-Vest to measure range of motion. So, Joe, thanks for joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. I gave away all my secrets now of uh, my golf problems, but I, I love the sport. And let's tell, Joe, tell us what types of injuries uh, are you seeing over at Athletico and treating, and um, what are you seeing at the Athletico Golf Performance Center in Oakbrook? Yeah, good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. First of all, I always love talking with you guys, and uh, obviously golf is my passion. But um, we're getting into full swing here and starting off the golf season. It's been a kind of a wild uh, weather spring so far to get the season started. So like you, like you were saying, Steve, a lot of the guys are coming in with some pain already because they're trying to get out there as much as they can, uh, even though the weather's kind of been hit and miss. And when you're starting to play golf and the weather's a little colder, uh, you're definitely you stiffen up quite a bit more, and you start to get tight as you go through those holes. And you know, 54 holes is just a marathon and just crazy. But we're starting to see already, so early in the season, uh, a lot of complaints of back pain, knee pain, hip pain, all the kind of normal things that we're used to seeing uh, in the physical therapy clinics for people coming by with prescriptions from Dr. Cole and you know other orthopedic physicians uh, with golf-related type pain. So I'd say you know the usual stuff to start off the season. A lot of a lot of spine, low back, uh, hip pain, uh, a couple a couple of knee pain instances as well. What what are you guys doing on the sort of uh, what's your number one modality or method of treatment? Is it traditional therapy or do you have some things that you th- are sort of unique for golfers just based upon the uniqueness of their problems? Well, I, I think the nice thing about uh, the Athletico and Oakbrook where I'm at with the Golf Performance Center, uh, and because I do um, golf rehab and a certified golf fitness instructor, because I know the biomechanics of the swing, I wouldn't say that there's a specific modality that we use for the rehab process, uh, more in terms of just being able to identify problems in the whole chain. Uh, if someone has back pain, looking at uh, above and below 
the lower back, looking at hip range of motion and hip strength and thoracic or upper back rotation is really important and shoulder blade strength. And so there's a lot of different factors and we can't just treat it as a back and you have to really be with someone. If you're a big avid golfer, you want someone who understands the swing mechanics and the dynamics of the swing and what, you know, portions of the swing can kind of contribute to this lower back pain. So, you know, we do, you know, just more of the specialized treatment for golfers at, at the Golf Performance Center in Oakbrook. Um, you know, but we also have other, other options that we can use in terms of those higher-level golfers with things like 2D swing analysis where we use video analysis and slow motion to look at their uh, loss of postures through the swing and different swing planes and angles that might be putting stress on the body. Uh, for the people that are really, you know, gung-ho about golf, we have our K-Vest system, which is a, an awesome 3D swing analysis system uh, that's really cool and gives us some good data from the scientific standpoint of things, looking at the swing in 3D. Visiting with Joe Estes from Athletico, a physical therapist and certified golf fitness instructor. They have an outstanding uh, golf performance center at the Oak Brook facility. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole. It is Sports Medicine Weekly. You brought up the K-Vest system. Uh, who's it for, Joe? Uh, everybody who loves the game of golf that wants to know more about their swing. It's, it's an awesome uh, piece of equipment. I know you've been in our facility, and you've probably uh, done the K-Vest before, Steve. It's, it's a really cool piece of technology, uh, and I'm happy to say that we're going to be upgrading to the brand-new uh, system of K-Vest software, which just came out a couple months ago, That's the new K-Vest 7 uh, that we're really, really excited about. We should be installing that in the next couple weeks. Uh, it's adding a new sensor onto the system. Uh, usually it's got a, a, a sensor at the uh, upper part of the of, of the thoracic spine, the upper back. It's got a sensor around the hip, and then a sensor you put on your hands. Uh, and this one's also, uh, this new system's adding another sensor that's going to be put on the upper arm as well. And, and it's for anybody who's really interested in just seeing more about their swing and looking more into the science of it from a position standpoint, looking at 3D, but also... Uh, those sensors act as accelerometers, too, so they're able to measure speed and acceleration over the different points of the swing. Thus, some in some sorts preventing injury. I mean, if the swing is done the right way, you, you believe you can prevent injury in, in, uh, or, or pain maybe from people uh, not, not swinging the right way, so to speak? Well, I, I think part of what you touched on is correct. I don't think that using K-Vest or any sort of, you know, any sort of rehab and training can really 100% prevent pain because if you look at the incidence of, of pain in the golf swing and how prevalent it is, I mean, there's well over 50% of, of recreational and competitive golfers have pain at some point in their career. So, um, you know, we can't necessarily prevent it 100%, but the nice thing about KVEST being a position uh, sensor as well as accelerometer is it's able to show us different positions of those body parts over the course of the swing, and we're able to identify uh, swing faults uh, in their mechanics and identify portions of the swing that may be out of position or placing increased stress on the joints of the lower back uh, or limited hip turn or pelvis turn. It's going to lead to increased stress on the spine. So by using that technology, we can't necessarily prevent injury necessarily, but we can surely identify um, limiting factors that might contribute to an onset of pain in the future. Wonderful. What's the website and best way to reach you guys over at Athletico and the uh, Golf Performance Center, Joe? Yeah, www.athletico.com. You can uh, get access to any of our facilities. And again, I'm at the Oak Brook facility, which is our Golf Performance Center. Uh, we do complimentary injury screens. So for the golfers, I always say I can do a complimentary kind of golf screen, looking at just some of the general mechanics. Um, and you can contact our clinic directly at 630 five seven two nine seven zero zero or you can even shoot me an email at joseph.estis at 
E-S-T-E-S, at athletico.com. Joe Estes from Athletico. Back with more of our show, Sports Medicine Weekly, after these messages. Feeling tired, sluggish, and overweight? If you're looking to lose weight and gain energy, join us in Karen Mulkin's 14-Day Transformation Cleanse. You're going to absolutely love this Whole Foods cleanse. You'll feel great, lose weight, build lean muscle, improve sleep, boost metabolism, and enhance athletic performance. This VIP done-for-you cleanse comes with a 14-day transformation wellness bag containing MCT Lean Vegan Protein Blend, fat-burning MCT Lean MCT Oil, snacks, superfoods, recipes, guidelines, videos, and other surprises. You will absolutely love this program. Sign up at 14daytransformation.com. That's the numbers 14daytransformation.com or visit Karen's website at karenmalkin.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-M-A-L-K-I-N.com. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. Back on this Saturday morning, Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole. It is Sports Medicine Weekly. Our producer is George Hotzerillos, our coordinating producer, Teresa Ann Seeger. Dr. Cole, um, let's talk a little bit about uh, NBA injuries. And we know that, uh, like, Taj Gibson went through a broken rib, and I've been dying to find out more. Um, you know, what is a be re- how is it repaired? Well, I, so obviously you've never had a broken rib. And no. You're fortunate. I've had one. I did it water skiing. Very painful, is, I hear. Yeah, it was brutal. I, re- I did it, you know, it was a while ago because I haven't water skied. I refused to water ski because the speed is so high. And had a tumble and, you know, rib fracture and literally needed narcotics. It's the only time I've ever taken a narcotic in my life to control the pain. Did you know right away it was yeah, a broken I I could rib? Get, I could barely get out of the water. Could I was, tell it was a broken rib? Or yeah. you being a doctor can say that's a broken rib or I need yeah, to see an I mean, x-ray? Yeah, obviously there's the mechanism. There's an event that happens. And then there's just a ridiculous amount of pain if it is of a certain type. And the problem is every time you take a deep breath, every time you go to the bathroom, every time you bend over to put your shoes on every event you know sort of puts compression on your chest yeah if you sneeze that's about the worst experience oh. ever so you just think about it. you don't want to cough you don't want to you don't want to move in any abrupt way so it's a very painful injury obviously there's a degree in variability in the pain simply by um you know where the location of the fracture is and so forth but um, And it happens, for example, in the NFL, and it's a tough one because any collision sport, let's just forget about how you have to move and twist your body and so forth, just any collision sport, you feel like everyone's always going after the rib. Yeah. reality is you get hit all over, but you notice where you're in pain, and if you're the person who has that rib fracture, you pretty much feel like everyone in the world knows you have it, and they're going after it because it hurts the entire time. So it's a very tough thing to manage uh, acutely or shortly after it occurs. Um, and it's interesting in the NFL. I think there there's still maybe use of injections in other sports where you can inject the area to try to reduce the pain, but even that carries its own risks. What's um, injected? You can just put a numbing medicine there to help you know reduce the amount of discomfort there, and maybe maybe get an athlete to play. But uh, it's not uniformly done, but it has been done, and and um, it, it depends upon the nature of the symptoms. It, it can work if you have pain specifically in one spot, but the problem is most of the time the pain spreads out over a large area, and, and, and it's a very difficult thing to manage. Is surgery ever performed on a broken rib? Uh, not to my knowledge. I think, obviously, if you had a horrible complication like a lung puncture, which can happen with a bad rib fracture, mm. uh, they generally heal, and sometimes it can be a prolonged, protracted course, but they heal pretty quickly. But they heal like you asked how they heal. They heal just like any a fracture. You know, a fracture takes six to eight weeks to stabilize and form what we call callus. Callus is when your body lays down calcium and starts to actually rebuild bone. So uh, it doesn't mean it takes six to eight weeks to be pain-free, but that's how long it can take to actually get good healing. 
And every individual will respond differently in terms of when they can actually tolerate activities. Why do they cast something? Let's say I broke my yeah. wrist, um, you know, God forbid, but uh, and they put a cast on it. Why wouldn't they put a cast on the rib? Well, they can't, can't or can't just immobilize, try to immobilize? You know, if you could immobilize a rib, you might be able to get it to heal faster. Really? Because when you think about it, every time you inspire or take a deep breath or breathe out, you're moving your chest, and you're, that's micromotion across the fracture site. So the, you, we cast for comfort to give people... You know, to make them feel more comfortable because there's no motion across the fracture. Okay. And we cast to maintain a position of bones relative to one another so that they don't become malaligned. So getting rid of the motion and keeping the alignment is really important. Uh, not really an option in ribs, and they generally will heal, you know, despite the motion that goes on uh, at the fracture site. We're going to take a break. Back with more of Sports Medicine Weekly after these messages. The Chicago Bulls, White Sox, and DePaul Blue Demons rely on Midwest Orthopedics at Rush for advanced orthopedic treatment. So can you. We are the team physicians for these Chicago teams, and we're ready to be on your healthcare team, too. Get expert care from these regional leaders at four Chicagoland locations. Learn more at RushOrtho.com. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, your world-class team physicians. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. Back here on Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning, net proceeds from our program, Sports Medicine Weekly, go to support orthopedic research at Rush through the liveactivenow.org fund. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole, Bulls head team physician and co-team physician with the Chicago White Sox and sports medicine specialist, orthopedic surgeon for Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. And speaking of uh, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, Dr. Cole, M-O-R, um, you still seeing a lot of concussion patients? Is it is it getting better, bigger? I, I think, Steve, I think it's getting better uh, from the youth football side. Um, we're still, just because the sheer numbers of people that are still involved with collision or potential collision sports, we're still seeing it. Trainers are but, better. Parents are more yeah, aware, I, right? I, I think part of the issue is that maybe the incidence isn't uh, that much higher, but it's um, uh, the fact that people are so sensitized to it yeah. that, that whenever there's anything that even resembles a concussion, they're going to stop the player from play because it's not necessarily the concussion itself. It's the fact that if they send them back and they're vulnerable to another one, that's really the big deal, and that's where we see uh, is serial concussions, as we've recently seen in the in ESPN from the the ESPN article on uh, on concussions in the NFL, it's repeated concussions that we think really uh, are, are are the difference. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Doctor Cole, we've got a, a nice guest with us uh, here in studio, an ATI clinic director from Wicker Park, uh, works with ATI director of physical therapy, Kevin Alavia. And uh, Kevin, thanks so much for uh, being in studio with us. Uh, we're going to talk about a little about the role that physical therapists play as it relates to concussions. How can you add to that? Yeah, I think Dr. Cole hit it on the head there. Um, it's really recognizing uh, when concussions take place and doing the best we can to manage it properly. And uh, I think the first and foremost thing is uh, as soon as you see it happen, take the individual out of the sport and uh, perform the proper screening techniques with it. Uh, take those individuals right on the sideline, um, perform the proper screens with neural screens. Uh, there's a lot of assessments we can do with sports concussions. Uh, and then get them kind of in the appropriate uh, ways to treat that afterwards. How, how often are you seeing now that when you're getting these, you know, they're typically young people, right? Yeah, for sure. What would you say your average age is that you're seeing for therapy and, 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 and establishing? Yeah, know, definitely uh, in the teenage years. Okay. I would say. And how, I'm curious, how often now do you see where they've actually had pre-season uh, testing? For baseline testing. I think that's kind of the main role of physical therapists going forward is making sure they get that baseline testing. To yeah. Are you guys offering that? Yeah. For and sure. which, which one are you using? Uh, the sports uh, okay. concussion assessment. All right. Tool. And yeah. are you doing it for high schools? 
Uh, we are. I mean, technically, uh, we're, we're letting those individuals come to us for that, but uh, that's something we're definitely trying to get in the field and making sure we do that. Are you getting any sport. mass groups of young people coming in, like a whole high school saying, look, we've got to come in and get our whole our whole soccer team tested preseason? I think that's kind of where it's lacking, to be honest. I okay. think we need to get the education out there. That uh, that needs to be our role going forward and making sure we do get that baseline testing. Yeah, got it. How is that test done, Kevin? Uh, well, it's it's a series of exams that kind of make up a, a sport concussion assessment tool. I mean, we're looking at multiple systems as far as uh, the vestibular system, the balance system, uh, checking individual short-term memory. Uh, there's a lot of things that kind of go into it. Uh, where you really establish a baseline. So if something were to happen uh, on the field that we know kind of where the, the individual lies in that. Kevin Alavia is our guest from ATI Physical Therapy. He's a clinical director and doctor of uh, physical therapy. Dr. Cole, you guys talk at all about CTE? Uh, obviously, C- you can only... CAT scans? The, um, or the, oh, you're talking about... Uh, the brain disorder, the, brain disease... And it's, it's funny, encephal- it's, encephalopathy you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, interesting. It can only be d- diagnosed after death. I think that's one of the big well, kind of roadblocks, right? Well, you've got to pull the brain out and see. But yeah. the bottom line is we have, there's there's a number of very, very sensitive tests that are that are used, uh, MRI, uh, PET scans, things like that, that they're, they're ne- neurologists are trying to get the anatomy down, obviously before someone dies. But it's really these uh, athletes who have been willing to donate their brains to science that have allowed us to... Uh, look at this in a critical way, and you're not going to do it while they're alive the way they're looking at it. So it's, you know, that happens at the end point. But what they've learned is that, you know, through history, they can go back and say what's happened throughout the course of their career, look at their age, look at the potentially the number of concussions and so forth, and now correlate it with findings after death, which are uh, sometimes quite remarkable, unfortunately. Kevin, have you guys talked about that a little bit with ATI? For sure. I mean, uh, I mean, we see people in kind of the acute setting, but um, the idea is to kind of prevent that from happening. Yeah. Uh, so making sure we, we identify concussions and treat concussions. Uh, you know, our main role in the clinic actually is uh, we get individuals that have something called post-concussion syndrome. So those are concussion symptoms that last usually, you know, a little bit more than uh, the 10-day frame where people kind of spontaneously recover. We're seeing people 30 days. Uh, what, do you, what is the mainstay of treatment from, as, from a, as a physical therapist that, for these individuals who have longer-standing symptoms? Let's say it's concentration or balance yeah. um, and so forth. What, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, the, the idea is to, to check out a bunch of systems. So you're checking out their cardiovascular system, you're checking out their vestibular system, uh, ocular motor systems, balance coordination, uh, and seeing where their symptoms occur and their onset of symptoms. And then what we're trying to do is uh, train them at a submax level to really improve the recovery of it, get them back to their sport. Uh, eventually, we do return to play protocols. Uh, but we do treat people at a, a stage where they're not getting symptoms, and eventually that expands to the point where they're they're back to their normal functional capacity. So not all ther- physical therapists, I would say, are trained in this, right? Is no, this not at training? all. It's it's definitely kind of a specialty with it, and it's gaining more and more steam. I mean, we're getting more individuals that are having these serial concussions, mm-hmm. and uh, it's something that we got to make sure we, we take care of right away. And and what's the average number of treatments that uh, or, or sessions that an individual will have when they come that, in? That's such a big range. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we definitely have people that we can ramp up, uh, you know, within a couple of weeks, and then there's people that last months with it. Uh, it's usually uh, a multifactorial treatment, and it's not just kind of exercising. I mean, there's people that have a lot of emotional components with it, and uh, you know, they they have some irritability and depression, and uh, there's a lot of different components from it that that go into it. 
Yeah. Busy with Kevin uh, Alavia from ATI, one of the ATI clinical directors. I'm Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole alongside at Sports Medicine Weekly. So that's the key, I guess, Kevin, is to really uh, lower the risk of CTE in athletes. Yeah, for sure. And I think the, the key is just catch it early more than anything and uh, manage it properly. And uh, the biggest thing with the adolescent population is not rushing back to their sport and making sure they're, they're safe for return. Dr. Cole, do you ever think we're going to get to a point where we could diagnose CTE before death? That's one of the goals, isn't it? Well, I, I mean, the big thing is prevention. It's something you'd like to never be able to diagnose, to be honest with you. So, in other words, if you once you diagnose that, then you know that there's been a few too many concussions. Sure. So the whole idea is to uh, is prevention. So figuring out what are the variables that lead to it. And uh, uh, backtracking and saying, look, if we can prevent this and uh, implement uh, rec- early recognition, my guess is just where we are today will have an enormous impact on where we're going to be in the future for the next 100 athletes that donate their brains to science. My, you know, I think we will probably make tremendous strides uh, because the average, you know, head, head, head bong, if you will, uh, is not just I, you know, I, I got a I ding on the field. It's I had a concussion, and you're letting them recover to the point where the likelihood of new injury goes down exponentially. So I think we'll, we'll probably, we've probably already come a long way. And Kevin, are we seeing more protective equipment for contact sports? Yeah, I agree. I think there, there's still ways to go with it, uh, but there, there's a lot of stuff coming out. Um, I think the biggest thing is right now we don't have something that we can say that, you know, this is going to reduce the risk of concussions. I think uh, there's helmets and protective gears with mouth guards and things like that. Uh, that really prevent from the bigger injury, like skull fractures and brain bleeding, hemorrhages. Uh, but the evidence is coming out. Uh, it's definitely gone a long way in just the last couple of years with it. Uh, and I think that's gaining more and more steam. I have one of our um, uh, supporters, DJO, they have new soccer headgear out? They do, they do. And uh, I think it's becoming more and more popular with it. Um, it's definitely uh, helping with kind of the, the impact of head-to-head collisions. Uh, Again, though, it's it's more so helping these uh, bigger risk injuries like skull fractures and brain bleeding, but uh, concussions and things like that definitely need uh, a little more research. Because uh, you're seeing that, Doctor Cole, right? Some yeah. uh, concussions from the soccer kids, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, they're collisions uh, with others and then on the ground. I mean, we're absolutely seeing it. I know it's a pretty regular thing, unfortunately, and I'm seeing them in younger and younger, and younger age groups. Kevin, do you think any rule changes need to be made for contact sports to avoid concussions? Yeah, I think that's gaining more and more steam. I mean, definitely from the NFL standpoint, uh, rule changes are coming out every year. Um, just a new rule change with ejections in the games. Uh, in my honest opinion, I think uh, that needs to kind of happen even at a lower level, teach these kids good habits, good fundamentals with the sport, uh, get back to sportsmanship and making sure kids are playing the right way. And if they're not, I think uh, it's a possibility that ejections should occur more often. And what, finally, what Dr. Cole brought up at the top of the return to play uh, progression, right? I mean, that's so key for, probably for the parents, the coaches out there, the physical therapists, making sure that they're before they return to play, they're fully checked out and, and 100% again, right? I think the biggest thing, it gives people peace of mind, knowing that there, there are protocols in place and uh, ways to kind of uh, get the athlete back to what they want to do safely, and uh, there's safeguards in it if an athlete's not progressing, uh, what we need to do from that angle. Fantastic. Kevin, thanks for joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Thank you very much. Kevin Alavia from ATI Physical Therapy. Back with more of our show after this on ESPN Radio. 
The best athletes in the world and their medical teams have been trusting Donjoy products for over 30 years. With a goal to protect and return confidence in sport post-injury, Donjoy is the trusted leader to get and keep athletes in action. Whether it's football, basketball, soccer, volleyball, or even the official medical supplier to the U.S. ski team, always trust the global leader in sports medicine. Trust Donjoy, a product of DJOGlobal.com. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush is nationally recognized as a leader in comprehensive orthopedic services. As team physicians for the Chicago Bulls, Chicago White Sox, and Chicago Fire Soccer Club, their physicians understand the importance of quality care for high-performance athletes and weekend warriors. Regardless of the level of the athlete, recreational, high school, college, even professionals, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush strives to provide the highest quality, state-of-the-art health care services. To better serve their patients, they provide expert care across four Chicagoland locations, with a new location in northwest Indiana coming soon. Their cutting-edge research, diagnosis methods, and treatments make them the highest-ranked program in the state of Illinois by U.S. News and World Report rankings. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit them at RushOrtho.com or call 877-MD-BONES. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, when only the best will do. At Athletico Physical Therapy, we know there is freedom from pain and you can get back to doing the things you love. Whether it's running an 8K, playing a game of tag in the yard, or walking safely to your car, pain should not slow you down. With locations throughout eight states that offer complimentary injury screens, your choice to go with our team is the smart choice. Visit Athletico.com to request your complimentary injury screening and start feeling better with us today. Athletico, better for everybody. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. Sports Medicine Weekly has been brought to you by Athletico Physical Therapy, by Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, by Karen Malkin Health Counseling, by Integrated Orthopedics, by Source, by Donjoy Orthopedics, by MedWest, and by ATI Physical Therapy. Many thanks to our producer and board operator, George Katsourilos. Our coordinating producer is Teresa Ann Seeger. We also want to thank David Cole for managing the website and our business operations, as well as Samantha Smith from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. For Dr. Brian Cole, I'm Steve Cashel saying so long. Thanks for listening to Sports Medicine Weekly here on ESPN 1000. The preceding program was a paid advertisement. The views reflected are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000.